I'm Zach Bingham. He is Luke Worsham. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Uh, you know, somebody's going to get pinched today. I got green shoes on. That's the only reason why I, I looked down. And I was like, oh, well, I do have green on. Uh, but we are officially powered by BetMGM. Use that promo code ATOZ Sports. They will hook you up. And they got big time today, ATOZ 200. They'll hook you up with a $10 money line wager to win $200 if any team hits a three pointer for the team you bet on. So, I mean, it, for new users, you can win essentially $200 for March Madness. Also want to thank our presenting sponsors, including the Bone and Joint Institute. Do not fumble on your recovery. They got a state-of-the-art facility down there in Franklin, Tennessee. Great people and great doctors at the Bone and Joint Institute. Farm Bureau Health Plans. I've been benefiting off of my Farm Bureau Health Plan for some time now. I switched, and I'm so glad I did. They've got better coverage, better rates, better service at fbhp.com slash A to Z. Wilson County Hyundai, quick trip down I-40, exit 236. WilsonCountyHyundai.com has your perfect make and model. And Renner's Warehouse, $89 a month. Have them be your landlord. They're Nashville's professional landlord at Renner'sWarehouse.com. All right, Luke, let's get this thing officially started. And Keelan, very nice words. We miss you, Zach. I miss the chat too. I, you know, I, I don't enjoy missing the show, but you know, Daddy's got to do what Daddy's got to do, and we got to go out <laughs> and grow A to Z Sports, and we're doing that in a big way in uh, in other markets. Luke, first reaction to Julio Jones: Were you surprised, or did this catch you off guard? I know you guys talked about it a little bit yesterday on the show, but I mean, I, I feel like it hit Twitter, and there was a lot of mixed emotions coming on all different platforms. Yeah, it surprised me. I don't think it was some big shocker because I think we all, like we watched Julio last year, right? We knew he was nothing close to what they thought they were getting when they sent Atlanta a second and fourth round pick. So from that perspective, the writing was on the wall that if they did keep him, the only reason would be the money they had tied up in him. So there were some people that predicted this even. So I don't know that it was a major like shocker or wow type of situation. I will say though, it had sort of slipped my mind because it hadn't happened yet. I mean, we made it to Wednesday of free agency week without that move being made. And I had kind of started to think, okay, you know, Sappold gone, Jackrabbit Jenkins gone. Uh, those are probably the cap cash Kendall lamb. Another one. Those are probably the cap casualties and it's probably over now. Um, I thought wrong. And and a lot of people who were thinking similar to me also thought wrong. And mm, it, I think it's just, it's really disappointing for them how, how this had to, to play out for them. Yeah, well, because if Julio Jones has a good year last year, this doesn't happen, right? He's still on the team. He still oh, yeah. has value. But, you know, injuries. And I think one thing that we don't know being you and I and everybody else outside yeah. of the facility is how did Julio Jones handle these injuries? How yeah. was he in the locker room? Were they, was Julio Jones what they expected? Injuries happen. I mean, you can't do anything about hamstring and you get hamstrung and you get out multiple weeks. And we saw that with Julio Jones, right? He could not get healthy, you know, and, and touching on, cause I haven't been able to do that on the free agency moves. It, it, it's obvious what John Robinson wanted to do this offseason and who he prioritized. He prioritized Harold Landry in the defensive line, first of all, which 
I thought that they should have done. I, I didn't know if they were going to because of the money. They ended up paying Harold Landry and keeping that gang back together. Yeah. Janoris Jenkins, I, I think, was an easy decision. I mean, he didn't outplay his contract last year. So that's an easy decision. They valued center and tackle over guard, right? They have not cut Taylor Lewan. Again, time still can happen. But Ben Jones re-signing them, that was a high priority for them. You mentioned Kendall Lamb uh, letting him go. They signed Swain to add that blocking element to their tight end group because they had zero tight ends. And now they address the wide receiver position by releasing Julio Jones. It honestly did shock me that they actually made the move. I didn't think that they were going to do this. And you said it, Luke, is this latent free agency. I mean, there's had a lot of time to figure this out. Is it because of Jarvis Landry becoming available? Is it because Juju Smith-Schuster, they can look at him? Is it because of the free agency uh, kind of dance? Amari Cooper obviously left the Cowboys, was traded to the Cleveland Browns. So there's some movement in the wide receiver, I guess, position this offseason. But, I mean, there's not any just gangbuster wide receivers out there that you can go out and say, we're going to replace Julio Jones, lose a second round pick for him. Yeah. I mean, isn't that, isn't that the key Luke? Well, the Jags think they're getting a gangbuster in Christian Kirk. Well. <laughs> and by the way, they signed another player, a corner. This is just an aside for one second. They signed a corner. And when Trent Balky got asked, you know, why were you interested in this corner? He goes, you need to go watch the film of when he had to cover Christian Kirk. I mean, he shut that dude down. So it's like now the Jags are just operating on this idea that Christian Kirk is this all world. Well, they had a lot of money to spend and they had to spend it, right? They just yeah. got their franchise quarterback. The time, you know, after year one and after all what the Jags went through last year with Urban Meyer, now their time clock starts. And mm -hmm. you don't, you want your time clock to, to kind of wait to start with your quarterback. You want them to have some success. The Trevor Lawrence did not have the success that they wanted in year one, right? They want Joe Burrow-type yeah. success in year two, and they got to help him out. I think defensively they're going to struggle, but offensively they definitely will improve because of the moves that they made. Look, Houston is still going to be rebuilding, and then the Colts, and we'll talk plenty about that in the weeks to come, yeah. what the hell the Colts are trying to do, if they even know what they're trying to do. But the Titans... I felt like have been very deliberate with their moves, including this yes. one to, with Julio Jones. And and overall, I don't think releasing Julio makes sense, and I'll talk more about that in a minute. But I will give them this as to this discussion we're having about free agent wide receivers. All offseason, the theme from Vrabel and Robinson when they have talked to the media has been, got to get better around Ryan Tannehill. And while on the surface, I don't think getting rid of Julio Jones helps you do that. Here's what I'll give them. If you get rid of Julio Jones and replace him with a less talented receiver, but one who is going to be available for 14 or 15 games, not 10, I think that could help Ryan Tannehill having some consistency as opposed to the in and out. Because I remember asking Tannehill at one point during the season when they were dealing with all these injuries to Julio especially, I said, is, is it tough when these guys are constantly coming in and out? I mean, I know next man up. I know you're, you have that mindset, but it's got to be tough. 
And and Ryan said, you know, I'm I'm not gonna lie, that can be difficult. And so you got to try to eliminate that. And I think moving on from Julio, that more than anything else, that idea of eliminating the in and out, in and out, in and out. It's like Michael Scott, snip, snap, snip, snap. Eliminating that can help, I think. Yeah, well, and Julio won this deal, right? I mean, he got $15 million because he restructured this past year and he was hurt all offseason or all off season and in season. So it didn't really matter. I look in the training staff. Maybe they found something out about Julio's health and his age. And they said, look, he's not, he's never going to get back to being as explosive as we once thought he could. Right. That mm -hmm. could be a deal. We don't know the ins and outs of now that they've had a chance to work with him on what they feel about him. Let's find out what the chat feels about him. The Luke though. How about that? And the question we are going to pose to you guys essentially is, how do you feel? Do you wish Julio would have played one more year with the Titans? Do you wish that he would have at least had the ability to get back healthy and have a prove-it year? Or are you glad that they released him? That's the question we're going to ask. But first, I am going to tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans, fbhp.com slash A to Z. Better coverage, better rates, better service. 200-plus locations right here in Tennessee. I am benefiting off Farm Bureau Health Plans. I changed my previous health plan to Farm Bureau Health Plans. I pay less money. I have better coverage, and I definitely have better service. I at least have a contact. I can hear from them. I can submit an email. My previous health provider, not the same. It didn't. That plan was not as good. I'm saving 20% per month with fbhp.com slash A to Z. Go online and switch today. And once you do that, you need to download the BetMGM app and give them the promo code A to Z 200. That's A-T-O-Z 200. And when you do that, here's what's going to happen. You give them that promo code, they will give you this situation. Put a $10 money line bet on any college tournament game, and when either team in that game, whether it's the one you bet on or not, when either team in that game hits a three, that $10 bet becomes $200. That's only on BetMGM, the king of sports books, and only with the promo code A to Z 200. There you go. March Madness today. I mean, that's big time. March Madness, a lot of in play. I'll have my app ready right there on BetMGM. All right. The question is, let's go to the chat because we, we do have a ton of comments. How do you feel? And Steven comes out hot saying, I'm upset. Julio should have played another year. They did this based on cap strategy, right? Uh, and look, Davidson comes out, should have gave him one more year. I, I mean, I, I feel like Max feel like it's a wasted second pick. Should have given him a second year to prove himself. Really feels like we should have kept him from Brock. This is overwhelming I feel like all of these Titans fans saying out there, and Jerry just says who's out there available at wide receiver. We'll talk about that here in our next segment. But I, I want to know what Roy, what Roy is thinking. I'm glad Jill is gone. I think he was teaching AJ bad things at practice. That's a <laughs> that's an interesting comment, right? And I I don't know who it wasn't at practice for most of the time. <laughs> so I, don't, I don't know how that that happened. I was, uh, Ryan, and I don't think there was any bad teaching going on. Right. I wish there was one more year from Ryan. Prove it year from Wilson. 
Uh, you know, Snapshot says something obvious, saying all depends on what their plan is next. Well, of course, <laughs> yeah. but we're not next. We're not there yet. That's yeah. why we're asking the question right now. Um, let's see. One more season from Jeremy Michael. Brandon says hamstrings are probably shot and cap casually played the biggest part. So maybe he's leaning more towards letting him go. Um, let's see. LeVar says, yes, of course, because as a general manager, we lost a second round pick for nothing. That's not good business. So, you know, uh, LeVar is, is concentrating on what the Titans lost, which they did. I mean, that second round pick, there's a gap first to third right now. They've got more, more compensatory or compensatory picks later in the draft that they've picked up. But John Robinson, later round picks, how can you create value? And you, yeah. you really got to be able to target your players. And he's drafted well, not at quarterback in late rounds, but other positions he has drafted well in later rounds to give them value. Kenneth says, I wanted another year from Julio. Marie says, I'm torn. See good in both sides, which I, I you know, I, I do understand that. Eric says it's bullcorn, given the old bullcorn. You don't hear that every day. Should have given Julio another year. Luke, what do you think? Do you I, feel that, did you want to see Julio in a Titans uniform at least one more year? Or were you okay with this decision? You're like, this is the right move. You need to cut him now. So despite what I said earlier about the availability thing, because I think that is something that works in the Titans' favor with this, I think on balance, this decision does not make sense. I want to start with the money, because you do save cap room. The problem is you don't get that cap room until June the 1st, because to get any cap relief at all from releasing Julio, you had to designate him as a post-June 1st release because there are these weird rules in the NFL where some money issues change after June the 1st. That's a, a big day in the NFL calendar. So the Titans designated Julio Jones, I'm assuming, you, you would have to assume, as a post-June 1st cut, meaning that they get cap relief from releasing him, but they don't get that relief until June the 1st. So they cannot now turn around and and go you know, pay a whole bunch of money to someone that two days ago they didn't think they could. That cap relief is not coming for another few months. It's not coming till the summer. So it doesn't change their free agency strategy, doesn't give them more flexibility right now. So that's one reason why I think this doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Reason number two is, as things stand right now, Nick Westbrook-Akina is your number two wide receiver. It's A.J. Brown and then a massive step down between who you got after that. Because after A.J. Brown on the roster right now, it's what, N.W.I. and then Racy McMath? I mean, who even are the other wide receivers? Chester Rogers is an unrestricted free agent. Marcus Johnson is an unrestricted free agent. Des Fitzpatrick, I guess, who I think is going to get cut or should is get Cam cut. Is Cam Badson a free agent? Yeah, he might be a restricted free agent, but but he's not on the team right now. Um, so either way, like I've said all offseason, the goal should be for the Titans to cut Des Fitzpatrick after training camp because that means you have enough receivers to where you don't have to keep him and I don't have to watch him get yelled at by Rob Moore every single week in practice, right? But they're trending now toward that not happening because it's A.J. Brown and a whole lot of nothing. 
And I get the availability concerns with Julio. I saw a comment earlier that said, I got tired of hearing about Julio Jones' availability every single week during the season. Buddy, I'm right there with you. I got so sick of every Friday we had to go ask Mike Vrabel, is Julio going to play this week? And it changed every week. He was perennially week to week. But when he's out there, he is significantly better than the other options. And I think you take the 10 games plus a playoff game that Julio gave you last year, 10 out of 17 plus a playoff game. You take that over not having that and having to play these lower tier guys because of the money, because you don't save it now, you save it later. So what do you think about Rob's comment? Rob says Julio didn't fill that big spot anyway. He was washed up. NWI was good as current Julio Jones. And Rob emphasizes, I emphasize current Julio Jones. That's what you're dealing with. You're not dealing with, you know, 2018 Julio Jones. That was, that's far long, long time ago. Well, sure. But the, the difference is he here. wasn't filling the big spot. You, you talk about a huge drop off. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with that, but I mean, he wasn't filling those shoes. There's still a lot of water in those shoes. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. But from a pure talent standpoint, an ability standpoint, I refuse to say that Nick Westbrook-Akina is anywhere close to Julio Jones, even at age, what, 33, I, th I think. Um, that there, There's just not a comparison there. Look at what Julio Jones did in week 17 when you and I were at Main or not Mainstay, we were at uh, Mill Creek, right, at that Texans game. Julio Jones was, was more than fine that week. He wasn't great. He wasn't Falcons Julio Jones, but he's better than NWI. And I like NWI. I have repeatedly gone on the record and said, I think he is a quality depth option. The problem is when you try to make him something that he's not. And I worry that if they don't add two to three capable receivers between now and when the season starts, you're going to have NWI in way too big of a role. All right, I'm actually, and this is the best part about AZ Sports, and we do the same thing with Luke or Jack or Austin. It doesn't matter. We don't talk about our opinions prior to the show. This is real authentic. We react to what you guys say, just like Rob's comment, which I thought was a good comment. I actually disagree with you, Luke. I do, and I'll tell you why. You actually brought up something that I'm actually going to twist and turn the other direction. Okay that I think John Robinson is thinking about that maybe you and some others are not. But first, I'm going to tell everybody about the Bone & Joint Institute. Don't fumble in your recovery. Look, I've had labrum surgery. Your labrum is in your shoulder. I've, I was playing pickup basketball, rip. Knew something was wrong. Woke up the next morning. I was like, oh, no, this is not good. I had to go get it fixed. Who did I trust? I trusted Dr. Paul Thomas. Dr. Paul Thomas is... One of the doctors, one of the specialists at the Bone and Joint Institute. He fixed my shoulder. I now can do push-ups. I probably can't do as many push-ups as I could as I was 22 years old. But he fixed my shoulder, and I didn't fumble on my recovery. Don't fumble on yours if you have an injury, whether it's to your shoulder, hip, ankle, knees. I mean, they have specialists. And it's a state-of-the-art facility in Franklin, Tennessee, we use them. We value them. They are great people. We trust them. You should, too, at the Bone & Joint Institute. You also need to check out BetMGM. You need to download their app. And here's why. New customers right now, if you use the promo code A to Z 200, you can put a $10 money line bet on any college tournament game. 
And when either team in that game hits a three, that $10 becomes $200. All right, Luke and Angie, my, my labrum has healed. I didn't want to, I don't want to fool you. I, that was years ago, but I was going to say, healed. when was that? Healed. Huh? When was that? Uh, man, that was, man, I'm getting older. That was 10 <laughs> years ago, but wow. Paul, Paul Thomas has fixed it. I haven't had any additional surgeries it's back to 100%. That I mean that's that's clutch. When anybody when you go under the knife, you want to make sure you don't go back under the knife, right? Yeah. So, I've stayed healthy, but thank you uh Angie for that. Here's why I disagree with you, Luke. Okay. So, this was the right decision because they had to do it now because Juju Smith-Schuster and Jarvis Landry are still on the board. They now have the ability to go talk to him. They don't have the ability. Once you're in the discussions, you can't keep Julio, but really are going to cut him. And in that negotiation, say, oh, no, we want you. And then then cut Julio after you get there, right? That's kind of pulling the rug out from under the potential free agent wide receiver. Here's another thing. You said that they get that money after June 1st, which you're correct. John Robinson, and this is my prediction, why he did this is he always likes to go into the season and into training camp with some cash. This gives him the ability to sign guys that are cut in training camp. Maybe it's a guard. Maybe it's a tight end. Maybe maybe somebody gets injured like Jonathan Cyprian, and you got to go out and get Kenny Vaccaro, right? You remember a couple of years ago? He, they, you have to be able to do that. The only way you are able to do that is if you have the money. The other thing that that, that $9 million can do, and Titans fans are going to love this, Right around three-fourths of the way into the season, when the trade deadline rolls around, that money's going to be in play. That's where you're going to spend your money and where you can go out and really exponentially improve your team within the season. I think this does open the door. They are going, and I'm curious, I do not know how they are going to fill that spot we're going to talk about that here shortly whether it will be through the draft or through free agency yes did they kick some money down the road yes they did but Luke at the end of the day this decision is not about cap this is about Julio Jones the Tennessee Titans do not feel that Julio Jones can help their football team with what he is owed so and you have to trust him in that they know they know Julio Jones now better than they did from a year ago. Did they have to eat a second round pick? Does that is that hard to swallow? Yes, it is. But Luke, they learned what they needed to know this past year. Julio Jones's year was god awful. 434 yards receiving. There are backup tight ends that had better years than that. <laughs> One touchdown. All three of their bum-ass tight ends that are blocking <laughs> tight ends, they had more touchdown receptions. Swain, Michael Pruitt, who got injured, unfortunately, late in the season, and I cover fumble recoveries, Ferkser, had more touchdowns. Like, you can't have that. It's not worth $15 million. He's not worth the squeeze. The juice doesn't taste very good. So, this is the correct decision based on, I think they save money that they will use in the future, whether it be training camp cuts or trade deadline. And they figured out Julio just Jones wasn't good enough. And hell, 
the chat figured that out as well. The chat knows <laughs> that too. The chat saw all that. Luke, you were live and in person in practice for more than anybody in this virtual room. Oh yeah. You saw it. He he couldn't play. And and look, 33, you know what's next? 34. It doesn't go backwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so all of all of these things, John Robinson made the right decision. It was a hard decision. It was mm-hmm. a tough decision because you don't like losing things. But at the end of the day, they knew Julio Jones was not worth the squeeze. Go find some new orange juju juice, possibly. So I'm, I'm going to agree with you that if you want to have a conversation with Landry or Juju or anyone that's still on the board, that does become easier now from a reasoning standpoint, right? You can go to the agent and say, they're going to be the number two guy or they're going to be the number three guy because we got rid of Julio. We want them in. The problem is you still can't afford them now. You're still going to have to find that money elsewhere, whether that's releasing Taylor Lewan or giving someone their money now as opposed to later and bumping well, they, that, they do that all down the, time. the road. They do that all the time, Luke. How many times did they do that last year? Oh, they, they did, did it, it a ton. Tannehill, they did it with and Julio. That's why, and, and that's why Ryan Tannehill has nearly a $40 million cap hit right now. Yeah. They already did it, right? They didn't think who uh, they didn't think Ryan Tannehill, and weirdly enough, they still don't think Ryan Tannehill is going to throw uh, three three picks, his first throw <laughs> and his last throw in a playoff game. Yeah. So that like that, and this is the new era, Luke, of the NFL. I mean, the evolution of the game is pretty fascinating. You know, they weren't doing this stuff in the eighties because they didn't know that they were going to get you know half a billion dollars. Uh, and, and increase salary cap every single year, right? I mean, they they just there's so much money that now that COVID has waned, they had to take a halt during the COVID year. Now that gas has been pushed forward. They're more successful than ever. Everybody is talking about the NFL right now. And Luke, it is March 17. Happy St. Patty's Day. This is this is this is higher drama than any other free agency sports, and I'll include the NBA, Major League Baseball, and the NHL combined. The fact of the the Aaron Rodgers saga, Russell Wilson trade, all of the movement from the players, Amari Cooper leaving, Tom Brady returning, Rob Gronkowski now being in play, and oh yeah, Deshaun Watson hasn't even found a home yet. It's money galore. So they're going to kick the can. They're going to find out who their wide receiver need is and who they're going to do. And look, that leads right into our next segment of free agency versus wide receiver. We both and everybody in the chat agree you have to replace Julio Jones. They did this to replace him because he was not good enough in their eyes. Yeah, yeah. And I think that leads us well into our next conversation because i think everyone in this chat one thing that everyone in this chat can agree on is that if nothing else happens and they stroll into the season with what they have right now and maybe bring back chester rogers uh, that's going to be a bit of a problem so a lot to talk about kevin gets into the tight end position which we may do tomorrow with austin hooper becoming available you've got uh, Swain that they paid $3.5 million when they could have gotten O.J. Howard. O.J. Howard fan favorite. O.J. Howard also tore his Achilles two years ago, right? Like, uh, Achilles tears are not great. I'm not saying O.J. Howard can't be good. But, uh, you know, 
you've got to kind of open your eyes to that. We will talk about the tight end position, but we will ask you guys now, free agency versus the draft. Should the Titans replace Julio Jones? What way should they do it? Should it be drafting a wide receiver or should it be through free agency and targeting Juju Smith-Schuster? Maybe it is Jarvis Landry. Maybe another wide receiver comes off the board. We'll have to go to our free agency list to kind of see what, what, what's going on. But we're going to talk about that in the chat, answer that question, free agency or the draft, how are you going to replace Julio Jones? But first, I'm going to tell you guys about Wilson County Hyundai. Quick trip down I-40, exit 236, pain bone, good friend of the show, good friend of mine. He'll hook you up with the perfect ride. I've got a Sonata right in the driveway I absolutely love. Bought it in 2012. It still drives like a dream. Maybe you need an upgrade to your family car. Maybe it's the Palisade, which is sleek and has all the bells and whistles and third row seating. That is the Palisade at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Your perfect make and model right there at the bottom of the screen, WilsonCountyHyundai.com. When you get your car, you can get into it. You can download the BetMGM app because when you do, if you give them the promo code A to Z200, you can put a $10 money line bet on any college tournament game and win either two teams in the game you bet on, regardless of whether it's the team you bet on. When either team hits a three, that $10 becomes $200. But that is only with the promo code A to Z200 and only on BetMGM, the king of sports books. Man, you got to love BetMGM. I was itching for a week there, Luke. I, I was in Texas. The state of Texas has not <laughs> opened it up yet. So, um, man, I was sitting on the sidelines, but now I'm back just in time for, for March Madness. And uh, it's going to be fun today. It officially starts today. The final four. We'll talk about our predictions later on. Uh, let's get into Julio Jones, though. Julio Jones and Orlando, you hit it right there. You you guys know Zach isn't accepting both <laughs> as an answer. Not going to do it. Can't do it. I want winners. I want you guys to answer this question, though, of what you truly think. Free agency or the draft? Let's go through and look. Blaine doesn't count. Wilson doesn't count. Lamar doesn't count. Josh doesn't count. Maurice thrown out. All these both, <laughs> both, both, they don't count. They don't count. It's like so, that gif of the umpire that got way too into, you know, tossing someone out. Yeah. Uh, BK Titans, try again. Daniel Perez, no, sir. <laughs> Polly D, that's not how this works. <laughs> so Orlando says the draft gives you better contracts to work with. So that Orlando is, is going through the draft. I, I, there's that's a good answer, right? Alex, good answer. Replace with free agency. Dylon, Dylon, Dylon. No, 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 no. Both, 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 both do not work. So I think it's, we're going to throw I think that one out. Dylan, not Dylon. No, his name is Dylon. Is it really? It is, it, yeah, it's pronounced Dylon. Huh. Yeah, his 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 mom. Once he was birthed, she said Dylon, 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 Dylon. She said Dylon five times. So we've got to name our son Dylon, and so his name is Dylon. It was a fun fact. Hmm. Um, Kevin says I think we need a veteran. So he's going through free agency with that. Alex says the draft. Billy says free agency. Um, 
William Jones says free agency because J Rob only drafts players to play two years <laughs> later. I, I I made Austin mad on Monday because I joked that Mike Vrabel has a team rule that rookies aren't allowed to contribute. Right, Luke. Where do you reside on this draft? I, I mean, obviously, you know, deep down, I would I would say both, right? But of course, you know, picking one, I think it is more important that you get someone in the draft probably multiple someones in the draft. And here's why. First of all, I'm just not in love with the free agent receivers that are available. Juju couldn't care less. Jarvis Landry had beef with Ryan Tannehill in Miami. I don't know that that's a great fit. Um, And so I think if you do dip in free agency, it needs to be someone more like a, a, a Byron Pringle type, maybe just someone to come in and fill a depth role. But, you know, we're to the point with the way that college football works. Every year is going to be a, quote, strong receiver draft. Three years in a row, we've seen these draft analysts like Daniel Jeremiah and Charles Davis and those guys say, well, this is a strong receiver draft. We're always going to be able to say that because that's how college football works. That College football is designed now to churn out receiving talent year after year. And the Titans have failed Ever since 2019, when they drafted A.J. Brown, when the draft was here in Nashville, the Titans have failed to add a legitimate receiver through the draft. I don't, Des Fitzpatrick does not count, and that's not just a hindsight argument. That was a, oh dear, we have to have a wide receiver. Uh, we'll take the guy for Louisville who never had 1,000 yards, right? That's what happened there. The Titans have got to go into this draft and find multiple players who can come in and be explosive at the wide receiver position, I think you definitely spend your first-round pick on a wide receiver, assuming there is one there that the value matches up. But honestly, I might even overdraft. If I'm sitting there, what what pick do I have? 22, is that right? Or 20? I believe I thought it was 26. 26, yeah, that's right. If I'm sitting at pick 26 and there's receiver comes that I think is more of like a 40 kind of guy, I'm taking him. It's time to overcorrect. It's time to overdraft because you tried to go get the so-called proven commodity in Julio Jones, and that was a colossal disaster. The free agent receivers really haven't worked either. Adam Humphreys didn't work. Go overdraft. Go get yourself someone who can come in and be explosive and consistently, week after week, compliment A.J. Brown. Well, the one the problem is all the Bama boys are off the board because they both got torn ACLs. They can't help you right away. Now you need somebody to help you right away. Because oh, see, with, Jones with, with John Robinson, that might move them straight up the board. But no, I mean that they're they got to be off the board. I mean, you now need somebody. They're, they're certainly what, what, not solving any of these problems that we're talking about. I mean, what are your needs, right? So your needs are guard, receiver. I don't know. We end. still they still haven't figured out what the, the tackle situation. Tight yeah. end, probably they're gonna have, they're gonna need a defensive player. Where they gotta figure out what they're gonna do at middle linebacker. So, I personally think that you, and here's the hard part because it's money, right? Free agency wide, free agent wide receivers are really really expensive. Oh, yeah. I didn't expect them to cut Julio Jones. Now looking at it. I do think it's the right decision if that's the decision that they're going to go. I think first-round wide receiver, because of this, I think you have to draft him. I, I, I now think a first-round wide receiver is in play. So I, I'm with you. You have to draft him. Um, 
the money that you're going to spend, and Luke, you brought it up earlier. I think that $9 million post-June 1st is more for training camp and trade deadline than for anything because all the good wide receivers that you're not going to be able to spend or use that money on are going to be gone, right? I mean, they're going to yeah. be gone this week or next week. Uh, so I find that interesting. But John Robinson's got to go all in, right? You've got to help Ryan Tannehill. Luke, do you think a first-round wide receiver – I mean, we've seen so many first-round wide receivers come out the first year and be blah, 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 blah. We, you, can't, you can't take that chance, can you? This is the, the biggest year of Ryan Tannehill's career. This is the best – I mean, going into this season in the last two years, this is their Super Bowl window. You're going to try you, – if you draft Laquan Treadwell, your ass is grass. Well, how about you just don't draft someone who ran in the four sevens? <laughs> but you, I mean, their wide receiver at twenty six is not. You're not going to get Jalen Waddle. <laughs> you're not going to get Devontae well, no. Smith. But you know who you can get? Michael Pittman. You That's could really get gonna... Rashard Perryman. <laughs> you don't want that uh, yeah. either. Yeah. I mean, you could get a Michael Pittman type. You could get a a Brandon Ayuk type. I'm just naming receivers who have gone toward the end of the first round or early second round lately. Those are two of them that come to mind immediately. Did they hit in their first year? Um, no, Michael, that, I mean, Michael no. Pittman did not. He was no, because I had him on my fantasy team. <laughs> but the, and, but that's what you need. You're, you're like, yes, you are trying to find your next wide receiver to complement AJ Brown for years to come. But Ryan Tannehill may not be here. And what you've said is you being John Robinson. John Robinson has said, hey, Ryan Tannehill's our quarterback. We're going to ride and die with him this year. He's our guy. Gotta you want to give him every him ample, ample opportunity to finish out his contract, right? Because if you go pay another, I mean, quarterbacks are expensive or they're hard to draft. There's so many misses on quarterbacks. And if you miss on a quarterback in the draft, five years, you, you're done, right? And the Titans can't afford five-year setback with the players that they have. You got to pit. You got to hit. Like I, I, this is a really tough question, Luke. Like now, I'm kind of trying to go back on what I well, was. Yeah, saying. I, was, I was wondering. I was. Have you changed your mind? Since I think I may have. I think I may have. The problem is, is that the the good veteran wide receivers are really expensive, right? Mm -hmm. Who who so, would be your guy if 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 you were to change your mind and say free agency? Anybody but this guy. You as a Bucks fan would would know all about that. No Antonio Brown. Um, who, who is it? Who's the guy? Well, all the, I mean, a lot of guys are off the board, right? Kirk and Zay Jones are off the board. Um, Hmm. Allen Robinson, Jarvis Landry. I mean, you've got Allen Robinson, Jarvis Landry and Juju Smith Schuster probably towards the top of the list. Emmanuel Sanders and AJ Green are old. Are you going to get, you know, are you, I guess, are you, are you willing to get a, a second tier Julio Jones? You thought was a top tier because you gave a second round pick for him, right? Mm -hmm. He ended up not being a top tier in free agency. I think, are you willing to get a true wide receiver number two and maybe on the lower end, I'm not talking about a Robert Woods who's on the higher end of wide receiver. Number two, Odell Beckham jr in the Super Bowl was a higher wide receiver number two. 
Are you okay with them getting a lesser wide receiver number two? To replace Julio Jones. So really, let's and this is why we have conversations, Luke. We've now kind of peeled back the onion. We've had our initial now I'm I'm debating on going back on what I say, which I usually don't do. But now as we've talked about this, you it's it's really drafting a first round wide receiver because the next you, you're not gonna replace him with a third round wide receiver. You're gonna end up with Taiwan Taylor. Yeah. It's first round wide receiver or or second tier wide receiver too. Yeah, yeah. I I will say this. I think how they use AJ Brown needs to change. I think they need need to start treating him like a Devontae Adams, Debo Samuel type. And obviously, like AJ Brown is a different type of player than those two. But if you watch the 49ers, their number one goal on offense is get the ball to our best player. And that's Debo Samuel. If you watch the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur are trying to get the ball to Devontae Adams as much as possible because they know how talented he is. And I think too often the Titans get passive with that, not to launch into a, a whole other diatribe or conversation. But I think if you can change how you use A.J. Brown and you let the offense run through him in addition to it running through Derrick Henry, like the run game is Derrick Henry, the pass game is A.J. Brown, I think then a Juju Smith-Schuster can play a role like he did in Pittsburgh when Antonio Brown was there, and he was actually a, a half-decent player before he started to you know, kind of go downhill after that. You've got... Yeah, and DJ Chark signed with the Lions. That was them. my pick for the Titans. I thought yeah. he made a ton of sense for them. Yeah, I did too. So you've got Landry, Allen Robinson... Juju Smith-Schuster, Odell Beckham Jr. You don't need Cordell Patterson. He's a running back. <laughs> um, man, you're just well, going to have to go get Odell's his... not helping you because of the injury. Okay, I, I'm, I'm going to stick. I'm sticking with my comment. You draft a first-round wide receiver. <laughs> God, I, I don't know what's going on with me. I don't because I, I don't well, believe I, that. I think, I think what's going on is it's a, hard, it's a hard decision. And and it's something that, you know, neither way is guaranteed to bring success. You you have a good opportunity to hit and not pay the piper, right? With Allen yeah. Robinson and Jarvis Landry and Juju Smith-Schuster, you're going to pay the piper and you just got done paying the piper. Mm -hmm. in the form of Julio Jones. It's it's draft. And, yeah. and Eric, I agree. I, and maybe it's because uh, you know, I haven't done the show in a while, but I, I am weird today. <laughs> I'm weird because I think this is a really good question. I think it's a really tough question. And in my mind, I'm going back and forth, but I think I've settled on you draft a wide receiver in the first round. And you take a chance, and and really you say um, it's less about Tannehill and more about your franchise of trying to draft a really dynamic number two wide receiver so you yeah. can go out, and if you have to replace Tannehill after this year, which this is a make-or-break year, you do that. That's my final answer. You draft a first-round wide receiver. Because you've, already, you've, you've re-signed Harold Landry. You no longer need pass rush, right, which is a, a huge position. Cornerback position, you're okay because you think Caleb Farley should come back healthy. 
Christian Fulton has been good. Elijah Molden. Elijah Molden has has shown some some good games. So you may need depth after that, but overall, and you're not going to draft another Rashawn Evans at middle linebacker, right? You've already done that in Wift. You're probably not going to draft a guard to replace Saffold. You're probably going to have to just go out and get uh, a second tier free agent. So you spend your second tier free agent money on a guard and you draft a first round wide receiver. The Titans fans are going to be happy about this because I think that that is a massive need now that they have a massive hole. Zach, a bit of uh, news coming down the pipeline as it relates really to this conversation we're having is that the Titans have just, according to Field Yates, created $6.45 million of cap space by doing a Zach Cunningham restructure. Ooh. I like that. You keep Zach Cunningham and you get more money. I love that. I think that's... I now double down. I just, I've just mentioned you're not going to draft another Rashawn Evans. You sure as hell not going to draft another middle linebacker because you just re-signed one and you got more money. Yeah, very smart. They like Zach Cunningham. I knew they were going to like Zach Cunningham. Zach Cunningham is the Mike Vrabel, John Robinson type of guy, lunch pail guy. Needed a new situation because he was playing for the terrible Texans. That changes the game. Now mm -hmm. I think your target is wide receiver number two in the first round. Yeah. Your defense is pretty much set. You have your safeties. You've got your corners. David Long Jr. has played his way into a starting role with Zach Cunningham. So you've got your two middle linebackers. Your front four is one of the best front fours in the league. Offensively, you've decided to re-sign your, your center. The right side of your line is fine. The left side of your line still has Taylor Lewan in a hole. You need tight end, wide receiver, and a guard. Yeah. Yep. Tight end, I mean, wide receiver, and a guard. Those are your three team needs. And they some have, depth needs after that. They obviously have their middle linebackers. Cunningham, Long, and uh, Monty Rice are, are going to be your, your three top guys there. And, and this certainly frees you up to have some of those conversations with free agent wide receivers. And look, I, I always like Zach Cunningham. He, he's one of two middle linebackers that I've watched in the press box and, and been like, who is that guy? The first was Levante David. And it was before I could see the number. Like, they were in a pile. And I was like, who who was that? I'm not saying they're the same caliber of player, but Levante David had that effect on me. And Zach Cunningham did, too. In the first game I watched him play, I'm like, who, who is that guy? Oh, okay, that's the new Cunningham guy. So he's great, and they're going to keep him. But I didn't love the $10 million figure. That was always a bit much. So now it goes from $10 million to roughly three and a half with this restructure which we use that word restructure to mean they're giving him money now as a bonus and they're punting it and kicking it down the road as far as the cap hit is concerned um and so now that figure is going to be about three and a half so so great deal there opens up a lot of things i think and maybe wide receivers in play to go out and 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 take a bit a bid on robin allen robinson juju smith schuster or jarvis landry those are your big three they're all you know, Allen Robinson wasted his career in Chicago because he had nobody to throw to him. When he was with Bortles before. And interestingly, his best best season of his career was with Blake Bortles. Yeah, AFC Championship year, right? I think so. No, he was hurt that year. It was the year before that. Yeah, he had a thousand, but he was good. I mean, he yeah. was good. But man, that career, he's he's due. <laughs> he's due to be on a good, good team. So...
man, this shakes things up. I like this. I I I I like I really like what John Robinson has done. The Harold Landry thing really set things into place to start this entire free agency period. And you know, they got they also got out scot free with Zach Cunningham not getting hurt last year because of that clause, right? Mm-hmm. So ooh, I mean, there's still moves to be made, people. Yeah. yeah. And Austin Hooper's still on the board, which we'll probably talk about tomorrow. So uh final answer. Free agency. Now we know a little bit more information. How do you replace Julio Jones, Luke? Luke, give me a final answer through free agency or through the draft. Uh, now say, they got more money. I'm saying draft. That, that's that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I am too. I'm sticking with the draft because I just feel like you're going to overpay for Juju. You're going to overpay for Jarvis Landry, and you're going to overpay for Allen Robinson. This is their payday years. They're all 28, 29, and they got one more contract left. You know, mm-hmm. and then yeah. they're 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 going to wane into Julio mode. And who, where's Julio going to go? I bet you Julio goes. I mean, he's going to go to a contender. He's going to go to L.A. If they don't re-sign Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe uh, so. Dallas. I don't know. Um, both sticking with the draft. All right, let's move on. Though it's time to get to our final segment. No magic bucket today because Austin is out. I flew in from Dallas and we didn't have time to to exchange the magic bucket. So we are going to ask you guys, final four prediction. Who is in your final four? Give me four teams. One, two, three, and four teams. If you want chalk, give me chalk. If you want four 16 seeds, you're probably not going to win. But you can do that. Give me four teams. We're going to get into that, but first, I am going to tell you guys about Renters Warehouse. Renters Warehouse is Nashville's professional landlords. Renterswarehouse.com, right here in Nashville. They will hook you up. Renterswarehouse.com, $89 a month, $99 a month. They've got different uh, strategies to help you landlord. I mean, they do all of the work. If something goes wrong, they fix it and send you a bill And they collect the money. The hardest part is collecting money. I mean, if anybody runs a business, you got to collect those checks, especially if your business is residential homes that you're renting out. Renterswarehouse.com. They are national professional landlords. Visit them today at renterswarehouse.com. And also, you need to download the BetMGM app because right now, new customers who use the promo code A to Z200, that's A T O Z 200, you can put a $10 money line bet on any college, hoop ga- college hoops game. And when either team in that game hits a three, that $10 turns into $200. All right. Final four predictions. Who do you have? Now, I'm, I'm actually pretty interested in this to see. Um, what they have. Let's scroll on down. Predictions. David says Tennessee, Kansas, Gonzaga, or Baylor, or and Baylor. So there's one, 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 and a three. David must be a Vol fan. Um, Duke and the three others don't matter. And Duke's got a, a lot of chip on their shoulder just because of Coach K's final year. Iowa. Nova, Arizona, and Gonzaga from Orlando. 
Uh, Arizona, Gonzaga, Tennessee, and Kentucky. They're from Kevin. Gonzaga, Duke, Kentucky, USC. I haven't seen a USC a lot. Uh, so, Scott, I, I kind of like the Cinderella right there. Alex says Arizona, Gonzaga, Purdue, and Kansas. Kansas, Gonzaga, Baylor, and Auburn. UCLA coming, maybe returning from Titans, Kyle. Kansas, Arizona, and Gonzaga. Nick Ewing says Gonzaga over Auburn. Kentucky and Arizona as the other final four teams. Tennessee, Nova, Gonzaga, and Baylor. I'm I'm honestly interested to see how far Tennessee goes. You know, like they've got a good team. They probably should have been a number two seed. Are they going to use that as motivation to get out of the first weekend and possibly get into the Elite Eight? I think that's kind of where I look at Tennessee is can you play an Elite Eight game and see where it goes? Luke, who's your final four? So I have to admit that when it comes to basketball, it is it is not exactly my strong suit. It is it is probably the sport of the five major sports that I am the least versed in. But oh, you you're I, a big hockey guy, uh, more so than basketball. Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. And so uh, it, it pro- football number one, baseball number two, probably soccer number three, hockey four, and basketball five. But I have entered a a bracket competition. And I did what everyone who is in my position should do, and that is I took the expert picks. I, I, I told it to pick the expert. So, so let me just tell you who I have picked as the final four for my bracket competition, and then you can tell me what you think about this. So my final four for my bracket competition is Tennessee, Duke, Kentucky, and Kansas. I mean, I don't hate it. Because you've got Duke as a two seed, Kentucky as a two seed, Kansas as a one seed, and Tennessee as a three seed. So you're kind of spread around, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not just going chalk. Sometimes, usually, if it's chalk, it's three number ones and one number two. And if it's not, it's peppered like what you have, right? There's usually a one in there, and then there's twos and threes. Rarely do you get eights or nines or those type of seeds. I, I like it. I do. Yeah, I, I don't hate it. By the way, Stephen, I'm an LA Galaxy fan, so th- that's your answer to that question. There you go. You learn something every day about uh, our our guy Luke. So here is my bracket, and I've kind of gone back and forth. I have two number ones and two number twos. My two number ones are Gonzaga. I think there's redemption there. I think Gonzaga gets to the final. My other number one is Arizona. I think that in that bracket, and I look at this, Tennessee is not trustworthy. They haven't been trustworthy, right? I mean, that's just, they're notorious for that. I also, I predict that Nova will get upset at some point. So those take away the two and the three, and so I think Arizona can cruise there. My other two seeds... I've got Kentucky because I don't think Baylor, who's the one seed in that bracket, is as good as they were last year. So I've got Kentucky. And then I just have thought Auburn, this is Auburn's year. They were number one for a lot of the time, right? They they were really good uh, early on in the year. They sputtered. They had some injuries. So Gonzaga, Auburn, Kentucky, and Arizona, my final 
is Gonzaga versus Arizona with the Zags. I think I have the Zags. I got to actually look. Yes, Gonzaga winning the whole thing. Okay. I wish I could analyze that. <laughs> well, so I think this is what happened, Luke. Over the last two years with COVID, college basketball has taken a back seat. Mm -hmm. like, like, people are not as involved as they were because our tendencies change, right? You're watching Netflix. You're watching Hulu. You're watching yeah. Amazon Prime. You're watching less... I was going to tell, this is kind of shade on me. I don't know if it's shade on me or actually anti-shade. I was in Dallas the last three days, Luke. Mm -hmm. I didn't watch a second, a millisecond of television. Hmm. Not a mil. I was in a hotel. I mean, I I, I don't really watch television. I, I watch um, like some streaming stuff and I'll watch um, YouTube, but I, I don't really watch TV. Right. And so I think some things have changed. I will be watching the tournament, though. You cannot beat that. BetMGM, ATOZ 200. We got A to Z Sports picks. Make sure your live notifications are on. Presented by BetMGM. We are riding with BetMGM all weekend. They're a great sponsor. We love BetMGM. They're the best sports book app. So download the app, new users, ATOZ 200. You're essentially, they're going to give you for new users. $200 if a three-pointer is made on a bet that you place. So right there, ATOZ200 for new users, BetMGM. Luke, thank you for your services yeah. this week. We should quick, get Austin and myself back in the saddle. Go ahead. Quick note before we go, Titans have confirmed the Julio Jones release as a post-June 1st designation. There we go. So Luke's prediction was deemed correct. Free agency rolls on. The conversation rolls on. Thank you for everybody uh, for listening, and we will see you tomorrow on a Friday. Adios.